people don't think the universe be like it is, but it do. Stay woke, fam. together it's usually just laughs true screw around a lot but But you know we can be serious and we can be serious and still speak on things deeply and we can still have good conversation and keep it light well dude i I never told you this i don't think i ever told you this but you know you're responsible for a lot of my personality (laughs) how so dude because like i was you know me when i was so when we met like well actually we met in like sixth grade but i fucking hated you <laughs> sixth grade have a mustache just killing everybody in basketball but um we really became close like freshman year because we bonded through sports and you know dude i was like a I, w- I was a pretty sheltered kid um my like elementary school life was basically it basically consisted of um my dad was a construction worker so it was like wake up at three in the morning because he had to be at the job site at like four so it's like wake up at 3 a.m i'm gonna drop you off at your grandma's house you can like go back to sleep for a little (laughs) bit and then like get ready for school go to school from grandma's house then it was like basically school's out now it's time to go home and like i just stayed at home like it was just like me and my brother yeah i didn't really have like much of a life outside of like school like i had friends in school but i never really like it was kind of weird if i hung out with them outside of school you know what i mean yeah so and i think i mean you don't you don't have to try to play nice uh, it was probably easy to see that like when you first met me i don't know dude because the first time we met <clears throat> it was at baseball tryouts and i was on my way to the barber shop because i wasn't gonna tr- i wasn't gonna play and oh, my, well, that's right. And my that's dad right. was on, my dad, my crazy ass daddy went to the baseball field and talked to McAdams. Don McAdams, our high school coach, freshman year. And this man calls me and says, I'm on the field. So I walk my ass back to the baseball field and I was hot. I was so pissed. Yeah, because you basically just got thrown into the tryout. Yeah. That's right. But I mean, that's a little different because that was kind of like my, my element. Like I was mm-hmm. comfortable on the baseball field because I grew up playing baseball like i don't want to say like i didn't have a childhood i played like little league and all that but i just didn't have like a big like social like like yeah. i didn't hang out with anyone but it's so, like i felt comfortable on the baseball field so that was like a i could show like myself mm-hmm. but when i like like in, in like a social setting i'm sure i was awkward i mean jesus christ you sent me that picture <laughs> of us at the baseball banquet and i look like the ugliest man alive I had, like, I didn't even, like, know how to, like, do my hair. Like, there was nothing going on there, man. So, basically, the long story, like, with the, what I'm trying to get to here is, you know, you, you, uh, we became friends, started hanging out, started having sleepovers, man. I wasn't real big on the sleepovers <laughs> either. Like, sometimes I would have friends over at my house, but uh, freshman year, we started, I would stay at your mom's house. And, you know, I was a little bitch, man. And we would <laughs> walk, like, the half a block to 
Circle K and I would get scared <laughs> thinking we were going to get killed. But Oh, man, I remember that. I mean, all I'm saying is, like, I I think that you played a pretty decent role in uh, shaping how I am. Like, I think you kind of, it was kind of like a crosswalk into, like, yeah. being more outgoing. I mean, even, honestly, like, I was pretty, uh, all throughout high school, I was pretty insecure. I don't think I showed it as much in the later years, but I still was. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of why um, some people thought I was a dickhead. Like, there's a lot of people that didn't like me because I was I would talk a lot of shit. Yeah. But that was really just me trying to, like, hide my insecurities, yeah. you know? I mean, I feel like that's pretty common high school kid stuff. Yeah, but, it is. Um, basically, a long, drawn-out, what I'm trying to say is I appreciate our friendship. <laughs> and I I think you need some credit in... Uh, Kind of, kind of a father role, man. I mean, it's kind of weird, but I mean, it kind of shaped me. Yeah, I mean, we clicked right away, so I never, I never saw you as sheltered or a little bitch or anything, as you say. I never, I never saw you as that. You're crazy, dude. I just saw you as this super funny dude who made me laugh like crazy, and that's all I really knew. I mean, it's not like I was just doing some crazy shit. I mean. I mean, I got I got out of school and I can go to the park and I would do a bunch of dumb shit. But well, yeah, but you have to understand, like when I transitioned from sheltered to like basically being at your house every day. I mean, it was an adjustment period, man. Like I was, I was like, maybe I had some PTSD, man. <laughs> I mean, I remember you like I like one night I was at your house and your stepdad just busted out some just a box of weed. <laughs> And I like um, I felt like I was gonna faint, <laughs> like I was so scared. Like, oh my god, this guy's got drugs. This guy has some serious. This drugs. guy has drugs in the house. We're going to prison. Yeah, right across the street from elementary school. <laughs> like I was freaking out, you know. So, but then like that to you, wasn't weird. weird. Like you were used to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, you think that you had like a, just a normal life as like I like I don't think I had a weird life either. Yeah. But, like, if you took yourself and put you in my life, you'd think that shit was weird and yeah. vice versa, you know? It's all relative to our situations. But it was kind of cool to, you know, see that. Like, I think it's important for people. Like, if one person just always just stays with the same type of people that they've been around and they only ha- like only experience the same things all the time, those are probably, like, the people that don't really amount to anything. I mean, you got to have... Those are the people. <clears throat> those are the people with you know, closed minds. They don't see other realities. They only see their reality, and they don't understand that. Well, and it's kind of like like it's not even really their fault. You it, know, it isn't, and it's not. It isn't their fault, and it's it's no, no shame to them. But you know, they just don't realize that their reality isn't everybody's reality, and everybody everybody has a different reality, and it's all relative to our environment, what we grew up in, and. <clears throat> you know, some people don't, some people don't understand being poor and some people don't understand being rich. Mm-hmm. And I mean, cause we get so focused on our realities that it's hard to, it's hard to imagine a different reality from the one we live in and we become products of our environment. And you know, it, it's just, it's, we get stuck in that mindset and it's hard to, I mean, if you don't ever see anything, how are you going to think about it? But you know, if you've never seen money, you're not like really thinking about money. Or if you've never been poor, you don't think about. Yeah, like that's just what you. That's just what you think life is. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people, 
like uh, to play both sides. I mean, we're kind of, I don't want to do the doom and gloom thing where we're trying to say like people are closed minded and yeah. only think, about, but I mean, in another way, um, you think about people that, um, like, I don't know, dude, it's just like you said, they're closed minded and it's just like what they were born into. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about like, if you stop and think you and I, no matter how bad things ever were in our lives, we were still like super, super lucky. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a Caucasian male. You're basically ca- like you're half Caucasian and you were born in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a huge advantage right there. I mean, yeah. unfortunately it is like, I mean, I don't want to come off as like white privilege or anything, you know what yeah. I mean? But like whether you want to admit it or not, it's, you were put in a better place than like 80% of people already from True. the start. And then even weirder, if you break down like the science between being born, like from like conception, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the odds of that sperm getting to the egg and that sperm fertilizing the egg, like the crazy odds that you yeah. actually became a person is just insane. And then we're over here getting caught up with like bills. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just take a step back. Yeah, we get up at, we get caught up in possessions and what we do or do not have and that i mean that has a lot to do with how society is in general they push this idea of needing more down our throats and it gets so deeply rooted into our subconscious that we start to believe it ourselves and we don't realize that these thoughts that we're having aren't our own and it's something that we learned but in the same sense we can unlearn these things because i mean i know we, we talked last time um it always resonated with me our our good friend our good mutual friend mike g used to make fun of my clothes because they weren't as nice as his and that like that cut me deep but you know he it just comes back to what we we're speaking about right now like he didn't know that he didn't know that we didn't have money in my family because his family had plenty of money yeah like his parents go out and oh it's saturday i'm gonna get a new outfit yeah he probably thought, oh, it's Saturday. Chris is going to get a new outfit. Exactly. Like, that's just what he was used to. And I tried to tell him, like, bro, these are all the clothes I have. Like, my my parents ain't got money like yours. I mean, it is what it is. Well, like, I don't know what he was getting at, dude, because I've seen some pictures of you when you were little. You got, like, some fresh Hawaiian shirts. Like, they're, they would be, like, good shirts now. Yeah. Like, you know, like, trends kind of come back yeah. and, and leave and come back. Like, like you were wearing, like, short sleeve button-ups, like, with some fresh, like, Hawaiian pairs. I, mean, I, like, I was feeling my shit. I was like, I, I, I know I look dope. What I mean, like second grade with a mustache? <laughs> Does it get cooler than that? I don't know, dude. But, you know, dude, it's really, um, we took kind of like, I don't want to say we took a break. We've never stopped being friends, mm-hmm. but like we were really, really close. Basically saw each other every day. Then it went from like being a little distant. Then it went from basically not talking for a while just because, you know, that's just life. Like yeah, you life go happens. different ways. But it's it's cool. To, I mean, I don't want to get corny, but it's cool to see, like, what you've blossomed into. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying that it's weird, but, like, in high school, you were the super, like, outgoing dude. Everyone loved Chris. It was like, he was the, like, if you're friends with Chris, you're friends with me. Because, like, Chris is a cool dude. Like, mm-hmm. everyone liked Chris Palumbo, you know what I mean? Which is like a like kudos to you. I mean, that's yeah. cool. Like, I'm not trying to make it sound like you were, in, like that <laughs> lucky asshole. Like, you know what I mean? 
Like, you had to work to get that. Yeah. Like, you were nice to everybody. You were accepting to everybody. Um, but, I mean, you were also... Um, I don't, I don't even know how I want to say it, but like you, you were like the, like if you thought of the popular kid, that was you. Mm-hmm. So then to see where you are now, where you would take like a unpopular stance on like how you feel about how the world's going or how you feel about, um, what you eat, how you feel about like government or anything like the way that you think now is totally different than how I saw it going. And I don't, I'm not saying I saw you going in like a shitty yeah. path, but I'm just saying like, I didn't see you taking this route and it's just really cool to see that. Um, like, so we, so what I'm getting at is that like you, like me and you started in totally polar opposite fields when we were little and then kind of came together mm-hmm. and then separated. And then now it's kind of like, we're back to like, we basically have like a lot of the same views on life yeah. and everything. Like freaking like, what is it? Like 10 years later, 13 years later, like. Yeah, Which dude, it's, cool to see. it's funny how it works out. Like, we just met one day on the baseball field, and like you said, we live two different, complete, two different, completely, two completely different lives. Excuse me, and you know, it brought us together, even though we were so different and lived completely different lives. We we still clicked and bonded right away, and we d- we developed such a close friendship. And then, you know, we were close all through high school, and then life happened, and then, you know, you got a girl, you moved into this nice ass house. And, you know, I was just doing whatever. But still, here we are, 11, 11 years later uh, from from the beginning of our friendship. And like you said, we're on the same path. And it's just funny how life works like that sometimes. Like, you know, whether you don't, whether you believe it or not, people come to our lives for a reason. And the people that are truly meant to be in our lives will always stay. And as long as we don't let life get caught up in, and, you know, get caught up in this idea that, well, we're not that close anymore. And, you know, it, it, even if I don't see you for six months, it's all love always. Well, I mean, I think I think basically like this experience kind of speaks to that. We um, were kind of distant from each other for, I don't know, a decent time, maybe years. I don't know. Yeah. But it was like as soon as we started hanging out, it was like we didn't miss a beat. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it, it was just right where it was. Nothing changed. And I know like not trying to put any of my other friends down, but I feel like if I, if I went, like, I feel like when I do do those like long breaks in between seeing someone, I feel like it is hard to get back. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of like, Oh, I don't really, it's not really the person that I, that I knew five yeah. years ago. You know what I mean? Like he's got his own separate life. I mean, good on him. Good, good for him. He's doing what he wants to do and I'm doing what I want to do, but now we're just kind of different. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like you and I, it was just like, it's another day at Lonnie's house. Like I just showed up after school and it's the same day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it didn't skip a beat, but kind of transitioning from that. Like I remember you, it's just funny, dude. Like you, when you were at, your mom would make you something to eat and it was like a big ass deal. If it had anything green in it, <laughs> like even little specks of something like I, rem- I specifically remember you were super looking forward to your mom's, alfredo sauce and she fucked up and put some like i don't know like italian seasoning in it or something like just a dash yeah and your crazy ass is over there with a fork trying to pick out every little thing before you eat it and you're like you've been looking forward to this damn dish all day you're hungry and you're gonna take the time to pick out the stupid ass green things that you're not even gonna taste 
to before you can eat, and then now you're vegan. True. They're just like, what a freaking turn, you know what I mean? Like, you went from one extreme to the other. Yeah, complete 180. You're like, I love saturated fats and carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates and junk food and... and uh, Processed what, sugar. What was that shit that you used to love? Uh, hot tamales. Oh, I still love those. And then now you just took a sharp turn to vegan, straight up vegan. Not even vegetarian, just straight up vegan. <laughs> it's like, damn. Yep, and I'm... I mean... Being vegan is not something I disclose to people because there is a negative stigma. Yeah, there's judgment. There's I think I think it's kind of like the um, uh, the like the CrossFit thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they they joke around and say the first rule of CrossFit is let everybody know you're CrossFit. <laughs> so I think they they kind of they kind of make it out like, oh shit, Chris is one of them. Yeah. So they think you're gonna push everything on him, which I mean you're not like that at all. The only reason I knew that you were vegan is because you posted some on Instagram. Yeah, I mean, I like to, I mean, I don't like to speak about my life on social media deeply, but I do like to, tra- I, I do like to be transparent because, I mean, f- for a lot of the people that follow me, I mean, those are the people I went to school with for four years and they knew, they knew all about me and, you know, so I'm, I'd rather be real on, I'd rather be completely real on social media than try to pretend something, try, try to pretend to be something I'm not or. Yeah, dude, like, I don't want to, I know, like, I want you to keep saying what you're saying. But I just wanted to get out that I feel like it, I didn't want to go past. I didn't want this to go on before I could say it is the grossest thing to me about social media is like you're saying, like I've known these people and, and granted, I just also explained that people do go different ways. Like mm-hmm. you, you took a sharp turn and I didn't expect it, but yeah. you did, you know what I mean? But for the, for the most part, it's like, I knew, I know this person, I know what they're into. I know that they're not happy in their life or yep. I know that they're not happy with that person or they wish they were doing this, but they're doing this. But then when you look at their social media, it, they portray this life like, oh, I'm having so much fun. Oh, I love the person I'm with so much. They're the best. Or it tells a different story. Like there's so many people that just like, and and it's just gross. Like I know they have to think. Like, when they're posting that shit, they have to think to themselves. They have to feel superficial. Like, like, I mean, I don't want to get on a soapbox, dude, but I'm just saying, like, like I go on, like Sarah and I went on vacation. We we try to go on vacation every summer because I think it's important. Like, yeah. get out get out and do something, like, as a couple and, like, get away from leave work. your work at home, leave the house at home. You know, like, it's important to just yeah. have some time together. And so we try to do that every summer. And I found myself, like, I would think, oh, here we are at Disneyland. Let me take this picture of, like, the ride I'm on or something. Like, instead of just living in that moment and having fun with the person I would most rather be with out of anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm with, like, my best friend at a fun place. Enjoy that time. It's going to be in your brain. Like, that's a memory. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I find myself, oh, I need to take a picture of this. So that I can put it on my social media so that everybody knows that I just went and did this fun thing. Yeah. And then you kind of think to yourself, like, who the fuck cares who I'm here? Like, I mean, you're you're my good friend. But whether I, whether you know I'm at Disneyland having fun with Sarah or you think I'm just at home, it's not going to change the way you think. <laughs> like, yeah. you're not like, oh, I really wish Eric would have sent me a picture at Disneyland. <laughs> And then, like, going off that, like, if I wanted someone 
to know so badly that I was having a blast somewhere, I would probably just text it to you. You know what I mean? Like, hey, Chris, I just went on this fun ride. It Check was it fun. Out. Wish you could have been here or something. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to put it on my stupid ass, like, Instagram so that everybody can, like, people I haven't talked to in 10 years, but they want to weekly look at my page yeah. because they don't want to reach out to me, but they want to see what I'm doing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's just gross. I, I completely agree, bro. And I think the worst part is, I mean, nobody will admit to this, but I do believe that there are some people out there that do things and go places and try to live a life just to post it on just social so media. Just so that they can portray that lifestyle that they're yeah. living. But, but really, they're struggling paycheck to paycheck because they're going on these things yeah. or they're buying these things or, oh, I need these new these new shoes. Oh, they just came out. Like, I have to have them, and I'm going to post them as soon as I'm taking them out of the box. But then now you're freaking eating Cocoa Puffs because you dropped $220 on some shoes because you wanted to shit on your friend on Instagram. It's like, well, yeah. and, then, and then that brings up a whole new breed of people that... You know, like Chris just went and bought these shoes. Now I have to get those same shoes or yep. something better because Chris has these shoes. It's like, no, it's just like I have I have a I have a close friend of mine who who leased a Mercedes, and it's super nice. No fronting, no bullshit. I mean, it's super nice. It's like a freaking spaceship when you get in there. It has heated seats and you know the little the little camera. So when you back mm-hmm. up, which I think is cool as hell, and you know just a bunch of the futuristic shit, but. See, that's what I love about you, dude, because those are, those are like, super basic things in, like, cars now. <laughs> like, you're super excited about, like, like heated man. seats, and I was like, shit, dude, I had that in my Jeep in high school. <laughs> I'm like, man, you, I'm like, these heated seats are so tight. How innovative. <laughs> Extremely innovative. Yeah. But, but and then especially the rear view camera, dude, on the, in the dash, I'm like, man, this is so helpful, like, when you're backing up, because you back up a lot. It's what you do in a car, you back up. I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> Like you know exactly how far you are away from something, you know helps you parallel park. This, I mean, it also kind of dumbs us down, but that's you know that's for another podcast. But, <laughs> but bro, she like has this Mercedes and she posts pictures on it. She'll take a picture of her two hundred dollar watch with a logo on the steering wheel, you know, yeah, in the background to to stunt, bro. And but you know she was being transparent and being real. She's leasing yeah, it. And then she like, doesn't own it. Yeah, like the worst part. Like I'm not even trying to like. Put down people. Me either. I mean, I understand that you want to show off the things that you worked for. I mean, that's fine. That's I feel like that's human nature. You, it's important that you feel proud of what you've achieved or what you've bought. Like, she had to work to get enough money to do that. Whether she irresponsibly spent the money on it or not, she still had to have enough responsibility to to work and to save the money. But what I'm getting at is that I the the worst part about it to me is I feel like. Um. Worse than them just trying to portray something they're not, the worst part is is that they're wasting their life. Like, like I mean, it's something as small as her, like you're saying, she's driving there and she wants to show her watch off and she's driving in her car. Those are times that she can be, like, realizing, hey, you know, I'm in this nice car. I've done this for myself. I have this nice car. I have this nice watch. Yep. I'm, a, <clears throat> like, I'm doing well. From, I'm, I'm, like, on the track to where I want to be. But instead of her thinking that and enjoying what she's achieved, she's too busy worrying about what she wants to put on her page or what she's going to put on next or, oh, shit, I just posted my $500 watch in my car. How am I going to top that? So now I'm stressed out because I need to hurry up and think of something that I'm going to do for the next week's post. You know what I mean? Like instead 
of her just being like, oh, you know, I really love this car. Let me really just take in this moment and drive my car and just enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. <clears throat> that whole time was just all about the Instagram. And it yeah, it's super true. And it's just, it, it all comes down to this, this deep human need to, to feel acceptance. And back in the day, it was just acceptance between your close friends. And, but nowadays with, with, with social media being so prevalent in society, like, we'll do all these things and and post this lifestyle just to get acceptance from people who who really don't care. I mean, they it's not that they don't care about us, but like you said, they don't care whether or not what kind of car we drive. They don't care if we have a $500 watch, but we we have such a strong thirst for social acceptance and people thinking, oh man, that person's cool as hell. Oh, they got some nice shit. And we, we want this acceptance from people who really don't matter to us and and people will never see. Yeah, I mean, like, she got, followers. she probably got, probably, like, 90% of the likes she got were people that she hasn't spoke to. Exactly. They're or just, that she only talks to through that app or on the phone. And I feel like that's the the biggest thing is that even, like, in conversation, like, I mean, you and I are, neg- are engaged in a conversation right now. We're looking at each other. We're talking. You're comprehending what I'm saying. I'm hearing what you're You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like majority of people, the whole, basically, I'm talking to them. They're not hearing anything I'm saying. They're basically in their mind thinking what they want to say to me. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. not even they're not even comprehending what I'm saying because I feel like in this day and age right now where we're at, everything is so centered around yourself. I mean, I love technology. I think it's great. I love that we're moving forward in to, like I mean, everything's so easy. I mean, even having Siri on your phone, I mean, it's helpful. Yeah. I love the way I love that things are advancing. I don't, this is no knock on on technology, but I feel like it also it just makes people so focused on like all the wrong things. Like you you can't even talk to someone because they want to tell you about like oh yeah I'm hearing I'm I'm hearing what you're saying, but I want to one up you with this story. Yeah. Or like <clears throat> they take a little fragment of what you're saying so that they can transition into what they want to talk about, and they're they really didn't even hear what you're saying. You I, know what I mean? I think that's a it's crazy to say that because I think that's a, I think that's a huge societal problem. We don't listen to listen. We listen to respond, and it's not. Yeah, we're exactly. not. We're not genuinely listening. Like, <clears throat> tell me about your day, because I care. Tell me about your day, because I'm about to tell you about my day and how my day was worse at work. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do it too. Yeah, I, everyone does yeah, it. Yeah, we're human. But I mean, you you hit the nail on the head, dude. Like, it's. Tell me about your shitty coworker because I, I have a shittier coworker. Yeah, I don't feel like someone's asking me a question because they want to legitimately know what's going on Mm -hmm. i feel like they're asking me because they want to tell me what's going on you know what i mean like hey how was traffic today then you tell them the whole time they're like oh yeah well fucking listen to my story man the fucking 17 was closed and like they you drive 10 everyone's on their own agenda you drive 10 miles i drive 20 yeah in my least mercedes this is not a (laughs) this is not a pissing contest I'm just talking. I'm having. I'm trying to have a genuine conversation That's with it, you. That's it, dude. I mean, if uh, in unprofessional terms, if you could sum it up, everyone is just in one big ass dick measuring contest. <laughs> yep. It's like who has the biggest dick, whether you can use it or not. I have a bigger dick than you. I mean, it's like yeah. that's all they care about is like, what can I do to show you that I'm living a better life than you? Yeah. When really, I mean, like. Probably the people that aren't, the people that aren't don't have time to show that shit are the ones that are enjoying their life. Yeah. 
Like, I mean, I'm not living that cool of a life. I don't have that cool of a life to where I don't have time to put it on Instagram. I don't put it on Instagram because of, like, what I just said. But, yeah. I mean, I'm not privileged enough to where I'm like, well, Jesus Christ, I would have put it, but I'm just having too much fun. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the case. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't want to get down on this dark road of putting people down and acting like society's yeah. a lost cause. I think I think it's... Um, it's all love. On, I think what. it's on its way up, actually. Like, I, I feel like people are... Um, kind of coming together you're seeing like people coming together to for like causes and yeah. things that they want but i mean it's i didn't just, i didn't want to get down and act like this is all just going to shit i think people aren't coming together it's just the only time people come together is when something bad happens or something in society happens that we don't want like trump being elected and that's a whole nother podcast too but we come together in dark times, but we should always be together. We should always be united. It shouldn't just be when something goes a way that we didn't want it to. Like yeah, I mean, like you, you. I mean, I wasn't old enough to know it, but I mean, you hear stories about like you know September 11th, you know 2001. Yeah. Horrible time. You know, like everyone can agree. No one's gonna argue that it wasn't a shitty time. But you hear stories about being in New York City after that time, and everyone was so loving yeah. everyone was so accepting no one went hungry no one had a bad night like everyone was there for everyone and it opened i mean how hearts. long do you think that lasted maybe a year yeah maybe a couple i mean exactly like what you said it's 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 almost like people don't care until it's too late exactly you know what i mean like oh i feel really bad for chris because his significant other had passed away or something you know what i mean like it takes that shitty step for someone to make a step forward. But I mean, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm honestly not trying to act like everything's bad. There's yeah. a lot of good people that were, that surround our lives and everything. But, and I didn't want to get too far off your, your vegan diet. I know that's what we've <laughs> we, blossomed into this. We went down the rabbit hole, but, um, I mean, you know, it's episode one. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're trying to herd the sheeple, but, um, if I can, like, if, like, my main goal, like you're saying, like, we might sound a little hypocritical here. We're talking about people posting shit on Instagram, and we're over here recording mm-hmm. speech, uh, trying to, like, project how we think people should act. I There's mean, There's no judgment coming from here. We're just speaking of things how we see them. Yeah. Basically, my biggest goal is if, like, five people listen to this, and it kind of makes them think, you know Definitely. what, I, I am too like focused on my instagram or i'm too focused on what so-and-so is doing we even bring like, let me Snapchat. step back and enjoy what i'm doing like i mean i just want like maybe one person to just kind of have that moment because i had it to where it's like something goes off in your head and you're like holy shit like none of this shit matters yeah like i mean i went like every day for like five years was like, uh, how am I going to pay this? Or what am I going to do with this money? Or what can I, what am I going to have left over after this so I can buy this? Yeah. And as soon as I could be like, you know what? Shit. I'm not going to be able to pay my credit card bill tomorrow. I know. But, well. Oh, well, guess what? Uh, that credit card company's not coming over here and like taking one of my fingers. <laughs> yeah. Like they're, yeah, I'm kind of getting screwed in credit scores and, and interest rates and all that shit, but 
I'm still breathing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as soon as I could realize that, it was like they like it was like I was wearing a weight vest and I just like took it off like, yep. like this, like just if if I can like even if like maybe I don't know even not even trying to say like if someone hears this and says like has the same experience as I did like they don't I'm not trying to tell you to be irresponsible with money and not pay your bills yeah. but I mean if I could just maybe change someone like maybe they're posting 55 pictures a week and now they're posting 53 that's a success in my mind you know what I mean true but as long as we can as long as we can change one mind in a in a small way or provoke some new thoughts in some people we're winning and that's all we're really trying to do. We're trying to... And I understand some people are going to think this shit is corny. True. They might have a hard time hearing this. Not everybody likes it. They might think that it's <clears throat> awkward to hear it. Cringy. Is that what the... Cringy is a saying for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, it makes you feel awkward listening to it. And I mean, fine. That's fine. And I'll, probably it's cringy for you because you don't want to accept that I'm talking about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. But uh, I I legitimately wanted to hear about your like your reasoning behind going vegan and and like what you do for food so like i want to get back to that because i not even for like the episode purpose i really honestly wanted to hear about it so try to jump back into where you were so i guess we could just start well on february february 20th oh shit you got the actual day yeah february 20th it'll be six months oh man it'll be six months half a year i mean was it like the day that you posted that picture was that like the day you decided Mm -hmm. oh nice I woke up one Sunday morning. It was August 20th. I was already thinking about going vegan for a while. And I was telling myself, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to slowly stop eating meat, eat less and less. But then I realized as long as I'm eating meat and telling myself it's okay to eat meat and dairy, you know, I'm going to continue to eat it (laughs) and there's no way I'm just going to stop. And maybe that's just me. And that's just my personal perspective on things, but it's either, it's either I just jump right into it or I don't. And I know it's not yeah. good to jump from one extreme to the other, but that's just how my mind works. And I just woke up on August 20th and I was like, screw this. I went to Sprouts, dropped like 150 bucks on a bunch of vegan shit. <laughs> I went to Which home. was a gamble because, True. I mean, you bought, say you bought 20 things, you probably like 14 of them. Yeah. Maybe. You know what I mean? I bought some vegan protein. I bought a bunch of potatoes, um, peanut butter and jelly. Just, you know, I, I was just trying to think when I was at the store, like, my biggest obstacle is going to be what can I eat? Because the one downside of being vegan, I guess, is, you know, there's just not a lot of quick fixes, you know? Yeah. Unless well, I mean, just I can't, little snacks. I can't, like, like, honestly, like, I can't, like, it's not, I, I, I haven't, I've never lived as a vegan, so, I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the most important part about being vegan is your time in the grocery store. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if you have, like, I feel like the battle of being vegan is one in the grocery store because if you, if you can have all this, if you can find all the things that are going to satisfy you for that week and have it in your home, you're probably going to achieve your goal like at least nine out of 10 times because I mean, there's nothing there that you can fall back on. But if you like, if you just, if your friend just shot a cow and had it quartered up and had your garage fridge stocked with meat, and you didn't have any vegan options, mm-hmm. you're probably going to cave. Yeah. That's very true. And, you, you know, you really do got to plan. <clears throat> you really do got to plan and plan and plan and think, you know, what what am I going to have for a midday snack on Wednesday? I'm thinking that on Sunday. And it, it is difficult at times because 
there's not many options. I mean, there are a lot of options. Just you know, you gotta have the bread to you gotta have the bread to spend. True. I but, mean, that's another like you've been saying. That's another podcast. But it's for some weird ass reason in this country, it's significantly more expensive to eat things that are good for you and that are gonna make you stay off the government's health care. True. That than it is to go down the street and buy the shittiest. Like I don't even know if it's meat. You know, you get McDonald's. I mean, you can you can get McDonald's every day for like way less get money full than off like two dollars a day. I spend way less money than what I spend in one day in the grocery I store. I mean, you get a bag of fucking bag of spinach. You're probably yeah. paying as much as something off like a value meal at McDonald's. You yeah, know it's I mean? like I go to Fry's, which doesn't have many options for vegans, and none of that shit's organic at that store. So if you're trying to live organic, don't shop at Fry's. But it's like, or maybe it. just like go to a Fry's marketplace yeah. or something. Try to get to a. And unfortunately, probably go to one in a nicer neighborhood. True, it really is because the one on the one by my house. Because that's a like you said another podcast, but you go to the areas that people are struggling to eat healthy, and yeah, you find a lot of the shit in the stores. You go to a neighborhood that's got wealth, you find all these healthy options. Yeah. You know, but and it's like I go to Fry's and the the regular grapes are ninety nine cents a pound, but I want organic grapes, and organic grapes are three ninety nine a pound. And I'm like, just because it says one funky ass word on here, yeah, and it was grown naturally without bullshit, the bullshit that we shouldn't be eating in the first place. <laughs> who knows what goes on on those farms that aren't organic? There's no telling because we aren't there. But just because, just because it was grown the way it's supposed to be grown, yeah, it's three dollars. It's, it's three more dollars. Yeah, and that shit adds up. Because I'm like, damn, that's three dollars. Like I could save three dollars on these grapes, but it is what it is. But basically, it comes down to. It, it is a little more expensive to live an organic vegan diet, but I mean, I always, I always picture myself like if I continue to eat the way I was for 25 years, if I eat like that another 25 years, the, the, the bills that I'll pay for my healthcare and my, my doctor bills and my prescriptions from, from I mean, living, that's a really good point. Because, like it's going to be more than what I'm paying now. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit this because I, I basically just had this realization maybe like a week ago. Maybe people have always thought this way, but, you know, I just was dry. I have a lot of time to think about shit in my truck because I work so far. But um, I was just thinking like, you know, everyone, usually people kind of touching on what you were saying, they they don't care until it's something bad happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the same thing with diet is a lot of times someone doesn't give a shit about what they're eating until the doctor says that they're in liver failure. Yeah. You know, or they have and, hypertension. and then they start eating well. And I mean, it works. I mean, there's a lot of cases where like people are going into renal failure and they turn their diet around and their kidneys are mm-hmm. functioning at 99% and they turn their life around. Good for them. Or you're, you're pre-diabetic. If you don't stop now, you're going to have diabetes and they turn it around and they're fine, you know? Yep. But you know, I had this, crazy thought which it's really not that crazy but you know instead of that like why don't people ever think like i'm pretty positive that the shit that i'm eating now is the reason i'm sick when i'm 65 it's not what i'm eating when i'm 65 it's what i was eating when i was 25 yep and it's finally caught up to me at 65 yeah i can change at 65 and it's gonna help i'm gonna have better things in my body and i'm gonna have a stronger immune system because I'm actually supplementing it with things that it needs. Yep. But when I was 25 and I was thinking, oh, 
fuck it, I'm 25, I'm healthy, I'm going to eat this shit now, and then later on down the road I'll clean it up. That's the kind of thinking, that. that's the reason we, we're having these issues where like the baby boomers are all on government health care because yep. now they're all sick and it's they're because all over, they were all, overweight. all... Yeah, it's because of what they were doing in their youth. I mean, I, mean I don't have any science to back that, but I mean, it. it makes enough sense that it's probably... Like, it probably accumulates itself. Like, it's not just all of a sudden your body's like, you know what? I'm going to stop working today. You ate that Twinkie, let's get cancer. You know, yep. it's like you've been eating Twinkies for 35 years. You have cancer. Like, it's yeah. like it's not something that just you wake up, all right, now I'm going to stop eating Twinkies too. Like, it's not like I mean, that. I mean, with a little bit of research that I've done since I've gone vegan, I mean, I take everything I read on the internet with a grain of salt, but, I mean... Basically, one out of three people in this country are obese, and there's 350 million, and there's 350 million people in this country. So you do the math on your own. When I'm, That's like, a lot of people, dudes. Sarah's a teacher, and maybe maybe I just wasn't aware of it when I was little, but I don't remember that many big kids. No, like I re- like I remember big kids, like you remember the fat kid from third grade, or you remember the huge kid from yeah fourth grade. You know what I mean? But you don't remember the six fat kids in fourth grade. I mean, it's like, I, I, I notice these students, and it's like not one of them. It's a majority. Of is them. healthy, or not one of them look athletic. Where you got the kid that's like kind of athletic, but he looks like an NFL star compared to these kids because they're so unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. And I don't. Maybe it was like that when we were little. We just didn't know, but I don't think so. Like I don't think so either, because I mean, times are changing, and. I mean, we we spend more money per person on healthcare more than any other country in the world, but we are still the unhealthiest. It's more than half of our population is obese, and I mean, obesity is defined as whatever it is twenty percent over your body mass index goal. Which don't get me started on body mass index, dude. That's bullshit. Yeah, but because I mean, according to BMI, I'm obese. Yeah, like because it's strictly height and weight based. Yeah, like you're this height, you should be this weight. Uh, everyone know, or most people should know by now that muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I don't have fat on my body, but I have more muscle on my body than I do fat. Yep. And that's going to weigh like my, say I have 10 pounds of muscle. That's a lot less than what it's going to take to have 10 pounds of fat. You know what I mean? So it's like, um, I think we, they, they have other tools to, to like weigh these out. But I mean, I think we put too much focus on BMI. But whatever, whatever it's defined as, I mean, you just look around. There, there's a lot of overweight people, and you know, you know, they just have a lot of extra fat on their body. And no offense to anybody, but I mean, just look around. Especially at my job, your job, we sit all day. There's a lot of overweight people. You could tell they're not happy with their body. Those are the people that go to the pool and and they don't take their shirt off. You know. Well, I mean, to play, I'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, but. I mean, I'm trying to be as honest of a person as I am. Like, I want this to come out as being me, you know. I think that might be part of the problem is that we're too worried about offending people. True. I mean, if you're 300 pounds, yeah, you do work at an office. Yeah, you do spend eight hours a day or more sitting at your desk. But, I mean, that's still not an excuse. You're still putting what you're putting in your body. Yep. You're still... Deciding to go home and put your feet up. I know you're tired. 
but you're still choosing that. Like, it's not like someone's at home and you open your door and they say, all right, go sit down. It's you go home and you sit down and now you're sitting down and you want to raid your pantry with all the bullshit that you bought. And it's just quicker to eat that shit that you're eating because you're, you're tired. And you don't want to make something. So you eat a bag of chips, you eat, sweets i mean i do it too yeah i'm not trying to say i don't like i I did that shit today to be honest <laughs> like i came home sarah wasn't home she was hanging out with a friend so it was just me at the house i mean screw that i'm just gonna eat some random bullshit but what i'm saying is like everyone is so caught up in trying not to offend somebody now but really what someone needs is you me to tell you to get off your fat ass yeah. i mean as harsh as that sounds i don't want to come off as a dick but i mean it comes a point where it's your choice. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to stay? I know people have thyroid issues. I know people have like structure issues to where they can't mm-hmm. exercise them. But I mean, you can still try. Try to do something. You can still. I mean, th- there's that saying that they say that it's eighty percent diet and twenty percent exercise. Okay, you can't exercise, but you can pick what you're eating, or you can try to. I mean, maybe you're eating four cheeseburgers a day. Can you try to cut it down to two? Yeah. I mean, it still comes down to a person's choice. I know it's hard. It is. I mean, it's working out is still hard for me, and I've I've done it every day for the most part for like five years. Every day I managed to do it. So it's like, yeah, it's hard. But once you start doing it and you start seeing results, you start feeling better, you wake up, you don't feel like shit. Or, I mean, you can go for a walk and you don't feel like you just ran. I mean, once you start seeing those little milestones, I mean, that should motivate you to do it. It's just getting yeah. started. But, like, I mean, what I'm getting at is, like, everyone's so touchy, which, I mean, I you got to kind of appreciate it. I mean, people are trying to be nice. But, yeah. I mean, I think that's what the 90s were. It's like everyone's eating this bullshit. Uh, it's cheap. It's good. It tastes good. I we mean, did, it's awesome. We didn't know about the long-term repercussions. I'm not going to tell you that you went up five pant sizes and three months because that's mean you know what i mean like yeah like sometimes someone needs to be told and uh, to touch on that as well like when i see my when i see my coworkers at work eating mcdonald's or taco bell or something and which i mean no like not judging i mean yeah. it's good i, I like mcdonald's yeah, like, i like okay. i liked mcdonald's too i loved hot and spicy that was my shit <laughs> but they always think that even today they have my coworkers all ordered some some burgers and they just they just automatically assume I'm judging them because I'm vegan and they're eating meat which is something I've never done I can't pretend like for 25 and a half years I didn't eat that shit and suddenly for the last six months in my existence I, I've changed and now I'm superior and I'm judgmental and I, I'll, I will never be like that and I'm not like that but when you're eating processed food or, or something you're fully aware that you should not be eating it's it's so much more than just putting it into your body. Obviously, physically, it's damaging your insides because it's not real food and it's not processing the way through our intestines and our organs the way it should be. But also, when you're eating that, when you're eating that fast food late at night, you know you shouldn't be eating that, and you feel guilty because you know you shouldn't be, but you still accept it and you 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 just settle and you become content. Like, so what? I'm gonna eat this hot and spicy. It's gonna make me feel like shit. I'm gonna feel like shit tomorrow. It's gonna ruin my insides. It's going to make me fatter, but it's so much deeper than that because you're allowing yourself to settle. You're not telling yourself you shouldn't do this and you're accepting that guilt and it gets deeply rooted into your subconscious and 
if you're okay with putting whatever into your body, you're okay with a whatever life. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to. Well, I know, and you said something to me, like, a couple of weeks ago that really stuck with me is that, um, you know, what's so crazy to think about that um, what you're eating is going to affect your body. Like, I mean, uh, people think of food as just, like, I think the biggest problem is they always kind of attach food to, like, a social thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, if um, I'm seeing Chris today, we better go get some food, yeah. you know? And... I just, I feel like, um, once people start realizing food isn't, which I, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that I've even realized this. I mean, this is where I want to get, but instead of seeing eating your burgers or you're drinking all these beers or whatever as, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do because I'm hanging out with Chris today. Yeah. Instead you see this food is so I can hang out with Chris today. So I'll have energy to just hang out with Chris today or. I need to eat this food as fuel so that I can do what I want to do. You know what I mean? Like once you start seeing food as fuel instead of pleasure, mm-hmm. I feel like that's like the big step. Like, I mean, I haven't even completed it. I mean, I, that's probably my biggest crutch that I fall on is that I, um, I'll have good intentions. I'll eat good all day. I'll take my lunch. I'll meal prep. I'll do great all day, but then once I get into those gray areas in between, like, getting home from work and going to the gym, and then you see that bag of candy or something, like, yeah. it's real easy to fall on it, you know? Like, yeah. I'm not trying to sit here and act like I'm f- the fittest man on earth and that eats real healthy, but I think just kind of like the topic of what today is, is that I think a lot of people just need to change the way they think. And then the results that they want will come down the road. Yep. But it all starts with how you portray things. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just, I mean, that's everything. Just like what we were saying, people want to know, people want to be portrayed a certain way on Instagram. People portray you as being a stuck up judgmental jerk because you s- said that you're vegan. Yeah. I mean, it's all about how you think. And maybe it's, it's not so crazy to think that what <coughs> you're eating is also... It's fuel. dictating what you're thinking. It's fuel, and it really is information to our mind. And I mean, to get back on, on what we were talking about earlier, because we we went down another rabbit hole, and ventured off again. But I just, just it got so much wool in my eyes, bro. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to remove the wool. <laughs> but it, it really is information you feed to your mind and your body. I mean, in our society, we preach. You know, you need to take care of your body. You need to take care of your body. You need to work out. You need to exercise. But one thing we don't touch on is we need to take care of our minds equally to the way we take care of our bodies. Because just like you said, if we if we change our thoughts, if we change our perspective on life, we can change our realities in every single aspect of that reality, including our physical body. And I think that's what it really came down to for me when it came to eating meat and dairy. Because for the longest of time, I have loved animals. I love dogs. I love cats. I love birds. I I can't harm animals. Even if I wanted to, I could never go hunting. I mean, unless the world went to shit and I had to hunt, that's the only time I would eat meat. But I I truly believe that there is a transfer of energy from the animals to our bodies because to think that the, the cows and pigs aren't aware that they're about to die and that they've seen one of their friends go into the slaughterhouse and not come back out. Like, animals aren't fucking thoughtless 
they're not emotionless. They're creatures just like us. They just can't speak. But if they could speak, I believe that they would say, you know, I'm about to get killed. My, my homie just went in there and got killed or whatever. But I truly believe when we're ingesting and digesting the meat that we're, we're digesting more than just the food. We're digesting their, we're digesting their fear and their anxiety and their rage the the feelings they feel right before they die because they are fully aware they're going to die and we we eat that and there is a transfer of energy from their body to ours and we're digesting that and all that energy is what we're putting into our bodies and we're feeding that to our mind well, I, I completely agree with that i mean i i'm not as dedicated as you obviously i'm not vegan but um and i think you i think a lot of people you'll get a bad rap because you said that mm-hmm. like they're gonna think oh here goes chris going on this weird spiritual talk but, I mean, there's even science that will back that up. I mean, if you look at someone, I mean, I mean, say, like, look at depression. There's scientific proof that if you're depressed, it affects your heart a certain way, or it affects weight gain, or it affects your muscular skeletal system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it shows that, oh, you're depressed, A, B, C, and D is going to happen because you're depressed. So why is it so crazy to think that, oh this pig is super scared and he knows he's going to die. He's super stressed. You know, his brain's releasing chemicals because he's freaking out. I mean, humans do it too. Like it's like stress related things are going to cause certain contradictions in the body. Yep. So what's to say that those toxins aren't getting into the meat now or like, you know, like there's a people that aren't so hardcore. They have like similar beliefs than you but they still want to eat meat for like yeah. the energy purposes and protein. And they, and I mean, honestly they like the taste, Yep. but they'll at least insist that it's in a humane way, like no pain or like as little as like chickens aren't in a coop all day. I mean, I mean like if, if you run a coop all day, do you think your body would be the healthiest? No. Nope. You know I mean, you never see sunlight. You're going to be and depressed be and all this. Like, so, I mean, if we know, if we socially accept that, that happens to the human body. Why is everyone so weirded out when someone says that they think that it transfers over into the meat? Like, I mean, it's, it's been proven human wise. Why is it so weird that it wouldn't happen in a pig? Even, even one of my, one of my cousins who he was, he was eating a steak one night in front of me and we were going over this and he was like, yeah, but that's what makes the steak tough. And I'm like, you're probably right. (laughs) <laughs> but that's fucked up, dude. Well, I mean, I mean, I think that is true. I mean, there's ways that people, like, I think there's certain protocols that they take after they kill something because they want, like, the blood to drain or... Yeah. They, I mean, it does affect the tenderness and all that. So, I mean, if they think that that's true, why wouldn't they think that... Who it's knows? Like, I mean, even just the little differences between if you took a grass-fed cow and and they cut up a ribeye for you so you have a grass-fed ribeye and then you have a grain-fed ribeye like most meat is in in the stores and everything i mean just look at it yeah if you look at the grass-fed ribeye it's like what three four inches long Mm -hmm. i mean it's not a big steak and then you go over here to fries and you look at the the grain-fed and you can get a family pack of like freaking seven inch steaks three of them like i mean it's like 
obviously there's different things going on there. You <laughs> know what I mean? There's so, something strange going on. Yeah, so. But the thing is, when I, when I first became vegan, it was it was strictly for the animals, and it still is, I mean, to my core, but in my English 102 class, <clears throat> we had to pick a topic in the beginning of the semester um, to write about, you know, something we're passionate about, something we can continuously write about because we had to write four papers on it throughout the year. So I wrote about, I wrote about eating healthy. I didn't write about being vegan because that wasn't my end goal at, at the end of the semester. But the more I, the more I read and the more I researched, cause it, because I had to cite my papers and get info from, you know, other, other entities and other people. The more I researched, I realized that I, I have to do, I do this for the animals, but I also do it for the earth because there's this, <clears throat> there's this idea that we can eat free range meat. And all, all that means is they're not cooped up. They're not, you know, they're not in a little small place suffering. They're they're out on the field living a normal life. But the downside to that is there's, I mean, according to the Center of Disease Control website, there's 60 billion land animals. There's 7.5 billion people on Earth, and there's 60 billion land animals. And this idea of free range is that they take up a lot of space, and animals take up one-fourth of the Earth. And that's a lot of the fucking earth. And they emit more greenhouse emissions than vehicles do. And I don't know how many cars are on earth, but obviously there's a lot. When I read something crazy that um, gallons of water it takes to, like... Yeah, it takes two to, to three like thousand gallons of water to produce one pound of beef. Cow, yeah, 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 one pound. One pound of beef. What does that feed? Three people? Four people? A if family? that. I mean, Jesus Christ. We just talked about how fat Americans are. One yeah. pound of beef. It, I mean, what McDonald's sells, what, quarter pounders? Yeah. So it could feed one to two people essentially, and it takes two to three thousand gallons of water to produce one pound of beef. And you know, obviously, most people are aware that California is in a drought. And if that's not alarming, then I don't know what is, because if California is in a drought, that means the states around it are next, and then the states around us are next, because we're next to California. That means all them folks that live out there, who who are paying too much to live there anyway, there's too many damn people in California, they're going to start venturing out and supplanting themselves. And this trend is going to continue. And I'm not saying vegan is the end-all, be-all in this world, but, and I don't tell anyone to go vegan ever. I just try to tell them. Well, I mean, I feel like it's, I, I, like today made me understand why you don't even tell people you're vegan because you don't even really get caught up in being vegan. Yeah. Like I mean, you told you were you were joking around. You didn't eat anything crazy, but you even told me anything's vegan if I think it is. Yeah. I mean, you're not so concerned with maintaining your title of being vegan. It's just the way that you want to live. It's the things you want to eat. The like morals you have. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you're gonna have your little cheats. I mean, yeah. You said I'm you had you said you had a little bit of ice cream. Yeah. Well, you know, like probably if you were a celebrity or something and you told them that you were vegan and you someone saw you eating ice cream you would probably be harassed non-stop <laughs> on twitter yeah. you know what i mean like so it's not that you're trying to maintain your vegan title yeah i'm not trying to maintain any it's title. you try to you try to like base your life off those morals yeah that's exactly what it is and the more i realized and the more i researched and the further I go along in my journey of being vegan, I realize I, I do it for the animals and I do it for the earth. And when I say I do it for the earth, I do it for the human beings because I care for everyone. I feel connected to everyone and I want to do my own part. Even if everybody else isn't doing their part to help save the earth, I don't judge anybody. 
It's the world we live in. It's the society we live in. And I understand. But even through all that, I still want to do my part to help the earth and help other people. And if that means eating less meat and saving two to 3,000 gallons of water per animal or whatever the statistics may be, I read that it's like three to 500 animals you save if you go vegan. In a lifetime or? Per year. Oh. But um, I, I, wrote th- I, I read that on Kat Von D's Instagram because she's vegan. But <clears throat> it, it's not about maintaining titles. It's not about maintaining this fad because veganism is a fad right now too. But I, I truly do it for the well-being of everyone and all creatures on Earth and everyone that inhabits this place. Because we only have one planet to share. It's not like we can just... <clears throat> it's not like if you, you broke, your car breaks down, you can just go buy another one. You know, your, your cell phone breaks. You can go to the store and buy another one any given time of the day. Because at some point, <laughs> I really believe the Earth is going to be so fucked up and overran with bad shit. And the shit we're doing now is going to cause problems, you know, many years into the future. And I don't believe anything we're doing now is going to affect us. I don't think we're going to run out of water in our lifetime. It's going to be two, three hundred years from now. Or maybe not even that long, but at some point, people are going to be affected by what we did when we could have taken precaution and, and changed it and just saved it a little bit. So I don't tell anyone, I don't tell anyone ever to go vegan. I just tell, tell them, just be more conscientious of what you're putting into your body and be more conscientious of the repercussions that it has on the earth and other people. I'm like, cause California's in a drought. You go to any hotel in California and it says, <clears throat> we're in a severe drought. Please be cautious of how much water you're using. Shorten your shower time. Limit your towels. Yeah. Reuse your <laughs> towels. Shit like that. And that's going to be a reality for all of us. Yeah. If we don't, if we don't change this lifestyle that we're living. Well, I mean, I don't want to cut you off. I feel like you and I could go for hours. Yeah. But uh, we're trying to maintain this, hour or so time limit (laughs) so i think we might stop it here but um planning on pumping these out every week yep if you like it listen if you don't don't thanks for trying and and since our goal here is to provoke new thoughts and enlighten our listeners uh, we want to end each segment with something motivational or a good song to you know put some new thoughts into your mind and and change your perspective on things so here's a, here's a short clip of Joe Rogan, and I hope you enjoy it. Be the hero of your own movie. If your life was a movie, and it started now, forget about whatever financial disasters you've had, personal failures, relationship failures. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. We define ourselves far too often by our past failures. We look at our past and we say, well, that's me. That's not you. You are this person right now. You're the person who's learned from those failures. And you can choose to be the hero of your own movie right now. Write down your goals. Write down things you want to improve. Write down things you won't tolerate from yourself. Write down things that you've done in the past that you never want to see yourself do again. And go forth from here as the hero of your own movie. Build momentum. Build confidence and momentum with each good decision that you make from here on out. You can do it. Anyone can do it. We live in unique times. We live in one of the rarest times in human history where you can choose almost all the input that comes your way. Whether it's the movies that you watch, the books you read, the podcasts you listen to, you can choose to be inspired. Do that. Do that. And be the hero of your own movie.